Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey fans, I'd like to announce that the wrestling realm is now partnered with SeatGeek to save you $20 off your purchase. Use the promo code wrestling realm at checkout and you can save $20 on your purchase. So if you want to attend a WWE event, an AEW event, or if you want to go see your favorite sports team or your favorite artist, buy your tickets off SeatGeek using the promo code wrestling realm to save $20. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the final episode of Break It Down with Brian H. of 2022. Now, there's a lot of twos in there for y'all who like to make fun of my Baltimore accent. Uh, as this is episode number 257. But today, I'm going to break down what I call the three hottest in-ring storylines, or I should say stories, that define this year. You look back at 2022, and has this been the year that has taken us on a roller coaster? Now, I am working on a couple of best-of shows and shows that's going to discuss the year in its entirety. And some is saved like all the other stuff for that, right? But this one, I wanted to do something. One, I wanted to provide our podcast listeners with some content as I'm recording on Monday, December the 26th, the day after Christmas. I hope y'all all had a great Christmas or holiday, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. I hope you enjoy yourself. But, you know, I recently put out a Patreon article. I told y'all, uh, I used to make a bunch of vhs's back in the day and basically what would happen is i had a combination tv vcr dvd i mean tv vcr combo and then i would take a second vcr and connect that so whenever my cousin would record a wwe pay-per-view he would let me borrow it and i would make a copy so man if my parents would have invested in sony and just on their blank VHSs alone, they would have made up for it. But I put together, uh, for our Patreon subscribers, I put together an article of matches that would have went on there. So usually I would do about six to seven matches. That would be for those who understood the way VHSs work. The SLP mode or the EP mode where I could maximize the amount of time and Actually, it was the EP mode. Yeah, the EP mode, and I could maximize the amount of time I could use on that tape. And if you saw that, you you know, I would put together something. So, like, for instance, I remember I did the year 2001. And on that tape, I remember specifically putting Edge versus Christian's match from Unforgiven 2001. That was one of my favorite matches. I also put together Austin 
and Rock from WrestleMania 17. And so this one, I did the same thing. Uh, one of the matches that you may be surprised that was on that list, and maybe you won't be. I'm not going to name the obvious, but I'm going to put one out there. I'm going to give you all one for free right here, and that was the Usos and Street Profits. Their match at Money in the Bank, I thought, was a banger, and it was something that definitely would have made that tape. So make sure you all check that out right there on our Patreon account. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, as we get ready to go into the year 2022 like i said there's been so much that's happened outside of the ring i mean you know from losing unfortunately losing scott hall this year to vince mcmahon coming out and having his final match at wrestlemania triple h leaving his boots at wrestlemania vince mcmahon retiring cody rose leaving AEW to join WWE. I mean, there's been so much, and one can only imagine what the year 2023 will look like. So, with that being said, let's get into the stories. To me, the in ring stories that define the year 2022. First, we're starting off with, of course, the obvious. Roman Reigns and the bloodline dominating. To me, they etched their name as one of the best, if not the best, faction of all time. But it had to happen this year. And what I mean is, yeah, they was doing their thing last year, but this is the year where it's like, okay, they've made it. They've become the best. You can make an argument. I know Sir Wilkins of the Jabba Tears podcast, he went out there and he said they were the best dominant, most, the best faction of all time. And a lot of people didn't like what he had to say. And one of the things that was key, you know, y'all got to go check him out. But one of the things that was key that he said was, you know, being at a bar when everybody stopped talking to hear what was going on surrounding that storyline. That's important. And I look at the Usos, the best tag team, Roman, the best right now he's making a name for himself to be the greatest of all time beating brock lesnar twice this year is huge is and for those guys to go out there and tell different stories in the ring each time i'm like wow this is amazing you you never think about brock lesnar and who he's like married to as far as competitors right when you look at the history of pro wrestling, if you say Hulk Hogan, you automatically think Macho Man Randy Savage. Some may say Andre Giant, but you think Macho Man. Hogan said him and Macho Man made the most money together. You think Bret the Hitman Hart, you think Shawn Michaels. You think John Cena, you think Randy Orton. You think Edge, you think John Cena. If you say Kurt Angle, maybe at one point you would have said Brock Lesnar. You imagine if Brock never left, how much more if Brock would have never left and Kurt would have never went to TNA. Now, obviously, things would have been different. But you think about these stories, right? And now when you say Brock Lesnar, you think Roman Reigns. Well, if we say Roman Reigns, you think Brock Lesnar. But these guys, at one point, this was a rivalry that was forced upon us. A rivalry like, oh, here we go again. Because it felt like WWE wanted to get Roman over and then Brock was the person to do it to make him seem believable and dominant. But then in 2021, 
you got to see this robbery shape differently. And then for Roman to go into this year, cost Brock his WWE championship after Roman had just lost to Seth Rollins via disqualification. But then he beats Goldberg. Then he beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then the bloodline become the undisputed, the Usos become the undisputed WWE tag team champions. That's a big deal with itself. Defending the titles on Raw and on SmackDown. And then they add Solo Sokoa to the mix. Sami Zayn finds his way to the bloodline, making them the most entertaining story. So not only are they getting business taken care of in the ring, but they're also entertaining. That is a big deal. And that is why I can agree and with the argument of them being the greatest faction. You look at the merch sales. Every time they come out with a different shirt, I think I have three of them. I got the Bloodline shirt. I got the Now's the Bloodline shirt. And I got the We Are the Ones shirt. I haven't even opened that yet. But I got it in red. The one they wore at Survivor Series, because I needed a red shirt. <laughs> but they are the greatest tag team. The Usos, that is. Roman Reigns is making an argument for him to be the greatest of all time. This run that's been over 800 days, it might actually be over 900 days long, has been a joy to watch. It's been something that you never thought you could see this post-Hogan. Not even in the Bret Hart era, not in the Austin era, not the Cena era. You never thought you could see somebody hold the title this long. Roman Reigns won the championship in August 2020. We are now headed, looking directly in the face of January 2023. When we did bold predictions on the Mac Mania podcast last year, my bold prediction was that Roman Reigns was going to enter 2022 with the WWE Championship and he was going with the Universal Championship and he was going to leave with the Universal Championship. Now, I have to tell you, there was times where I thought that was threatened. Obviously, the two matches were Brock, but also the match with Drew McIntyre. I thought maybe McIntyre could do it at Clash at the Castle. Maybe McIntyre will finally get his moment because he's never won the championship in front of people. He's won in front of the Thunderdome audience. So maybe WWE wants him to have that moment. But they didn't risk a moment for long-term storytelling. So that is definitely one of the things that define the year 2022. When you think back of this year, you think about how much the bloodline and Roman Reigns have etched themselves into history and becoming a dominant force. Another story. MJF, he put AEW on a different map. It started with him calling out Tony Khan having a issue of contract. Now, to my understanding, the issue was that MJF was believing that, you know, the contract he previously signed, he felt he earned more money. He's generating more reviews, generating more ratings, so he wants to get paid like it. But he didn't want to, quote, unquote, sign an extension because he wants to be ready for the bidding war of 2024. 
So he calls out MJF. I mean, he calls out Tony Khan. He says all this stuff. And that right there, I remember a shout out to my boy Kevin said, that wasn't a pipe bomb. That was a nuke. Because all the stuff he said about Khan on TNT, crazy. And I remember I wasn't home that night. I can't remember where I was. But I was driving home. And shout out to the homie Justin. Shout out to, make sure y'all follow it. It's Justin Rich. He said, yo, MJF just went off. He put in a group chat. And then he went out there and he got squashed after at the pay-per-view. He got squashed. But then when he came back after CM Punk had won the championship, it was like, uh-oh, MJF is back finally now. Punk had his issues. That's outside of the ring. Of course, that could be a story that defined the year if you're talking outside of the ring storylines. But immediately, he would regain everybody's attention. Because this is a now, everybody's talking about CM Punk and the Young Bucks and everybody that's fighting. But MJF found a way to regain everybody's attention. He found a way to put the focus on him. And going into full gear, you knew. It was no way. It was no way that anybody else was walking away with that title. Sorry, John Moxley. But this more so became about MJF and him having his moment than MJF versus John Moxley. You know how Bret Hart, if you read his book, he said he always felt like WrestleMania 12, he was just going in there just to push Shawn Michaels over. And it wasn't about the match. It was just like, okay, Sean is going to have his moment. He's going to have a moment. That's what this felt like. But he did the job. Oh, I should say he he got the job done. He became champion. I had the pleasure of being there. And it was a moment. Becoming the new AEW world champion. All eyes on AEW. Now, I said this on Break It Down with Brian H. I said this on the Wrestling Around Now podcast. I said this on... The mass man, I said this on TWG fan club, where they dropped the Got ball. The job done. He became Nine. champion. I had the pleasure of being there, and it was a moment becoming the new AEW world champion. All eyes on AEW. Now I said this on Break It Down with Brian H. I said this on the Wrestling Around Now podcast. I said this on the mass man. I said this on TWG fan club. Where they dropped the ball was not having MJF on the show the following week. That's where they dropped the ball. So MJF, he puts AEW on a different map. I'm interested to see going into 2023 what his title reign will look like. But I do think when you think about AEW, Sure, you can talk about all the off-screen stuff, but the thing that defines the year for them was MJF becoming champion, his path to the championship, him calling out the boss, and him also, you know, just every time he touches the microphone, being must-see television.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, the last story that is that one of the hottest in-ring stories that define 2022 for me is Bianca Belair etching herself into wrestling history. Leading into 2022, Bianca was hot. If you look at after she lost the championship to Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, she would find her way to redeem herself, being the sole survivor at Survivor Series, having a great showing at the Royal Rumble, winning at Elimination Chamber to become the number one contender. Then she went into WrestleMania with Becky Lynch, and they put on an incredible match. You can make an argument for the match of night one. Definitely one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. One of the best stories told. Can we also mention, give her credit for the intro she had at WrestleMania with the Texas Southern University marching band, ladies and gentlemen. I get chills every time I listen to it. As an HBCU grad, I loved it and appreciated every moment of it. Now, this is what must be stated about this Bianca was able to do this and also take eyes off of the four horsewomen of professional wrestling and what I mean by that is you didn't necessarily need yeah she did have a rivalry with Becky and Bailey but they didn't have to be a focal part of the show she had her rivalry with Rhea Ripley for a little bit before that went elsewhere. But you were simply interested in what Bianca Belair was doing. Being a babyface champion nowadays isn't the easiest thing to do. You look at how people were back in the day, it was all about the babyface champion. Then it went to about being about the chase. Bianca has found a way to hold the title like a Hogan, like a Cena, like a Austin, and still keep you interested. And that is what I mean. You know, a different level of women's wrestling, a different level in history. Think about we didn't get to see Sasha hold, have a long run in front of the crowd. She had a long run finally when she beat Bailey at the Hell in a Cell in 2021, I mean 2020, that led to her dropping the championship to Bianca in 2021. But we never got to see her have a lengthy title reign. Usually people win the championship at WrestleMania. They drive it by SummerSlam. You know, that's something we've kind of gotten accustomed to. But not this time. Bianca 
had her redemption at SummerSlam because it was still something to fight for. Like, if we be honest, when Naomi wrestled Natalia at SummerSlam after winning the championship at WrestleMania 33, that you didn't feel like Naomi didn't go into that match like, I got to prove that I'm one of the greatest women's wrestlers. It was about Natalia finally getting her moment. If you look at Bret Hart in 1994, when he went into SummerSlam, he still had to prove himself against his brother Owen because Owen had beat him at WrestleMania before he won the championship. So it kind of gave me those vibes. So for Bianca to always have something to prove, even losing to Bailey or getting pinned by Bailey at Clash of the Castle, and then still needing to redeem herself at Extreme Rules, there was something for her to fight for. Now she's getting ready to be in a fight of her life with Alexa Bliss. So that's going to be interesting to see. How is she going to be able to overcome that? So I think this is definitely one of the stories that defines wrestling this year. Uh, that defines this year. I know a lot of people may not agree with this one, but it also, to me, defines the state of women's wrestling. That, you know, you've seen multiple women main event the show, and Bianca's leading the charge. So I got to give her the credit. But also, you could see WWE survive without the four horse women being a focal point. We're just in December where we're getting our first horsewoman on horsewoman rivalry with Bailey. And Becky, and if we can be honest, when you think of Bailey and Becky, you don't think of the four horsewomen. You just think of them as themselves. You think of them as a four horsewoman as a unit, but not as much as you do when you see Sasha and Charlotte wrestling with each other. So, those are the stories, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is exclusive for the podcast. So, I appreciate everyone who has subscribed to the Wrestling Realm podcast channels. Make sure y'all continue to do so. We'll continue to bring content, uh, bring it down fourth wall. I just saw the real Dwayne Allen yesterday, and I'm excited to see what the realness reacts will bring. So make sure y'all subscribe to our Patreon account. Only $1 for a minimum. Now, you $10 gets you more. Obviously, $5 gets you more. But to ones out there who have subscribed, this is the first year we had a Patreon. So I highly appreciate each and every one of you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you are taking time out to invest in the wrestling realm. For those who do not subscribe yet, but you continue to download our content every week, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to those who have subscribed to us on YouTube. This has been the most successful year of the wrestling realm since, well, ever, but also the most busiest year since we started in 2011 so that's what's got me very excited all the content we celebrated 500 episodes this year we celebrated 50 episodes of the wrestling realm now podcast this is episode 257 of the wrestling realm this will put us uh shoot at a total of 514 episodes so needless to say I am happy. <laughs> I am I am happy when I look back at everything. Um just looking at how far this brand has come, the 
people that I have met because of the wrestling realm. And y'all, I get to do this with my brothers, brother Hugh, somebody I've known since sixth grade, brother Brandon, somebody I've known since ninth grade, and a real Dwayne Allen, somebody that I met in college and instantly became a brother. And I said, this is, this is the guy right here. I need to create content with him. I need to create content with him. And this has been successful. Um, so, yeah, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Make sure y'all follow me at Brian H. Waters. You can check me out everywhere. You can check me out on The Masked Man on the Monday editions. You can check me out on my podcast, Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, with some more content to come. Um, I'll reveal it. I'm going to interview Montezzi on there. He's been on Wrestling for the Culture, so I'm going to bring him on there to talk about his career. I've had quite a few people who cross over into the wrestling space and into the media space who's been on Breaking Through Glass Seals, such as Black G's. We did the first ever duo. Um, so he's been on there, Black G's, you know, you can find him on the NWA. I've had um, I've had Sozio. Used to be former in, I've had Sozio, former CZW world champion. He talked about his career. I've had Queen PR of those wrestling girls. Chris B of those wrestling girls. Siendo of the TWG fan club. Make sure you check me out there every Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday I'm busy, y'all. More announcements to come, but Wednesdays I'm busy. On 7 o'clock, I'm on TWG fan club. And then 10.30, I'm on the Wrestling Around Now podcast. So, I, I and most importantly, I thank God for the opportunity, the ability to do this, and to finally be able to, like, live out my dream. Just 10 years ago, I was like, man, it'd be so cool to be able to talk wrestling, and now I do it, and I do it every day. So, this is how I'm closing out the year. This is just for me, because I'm sure I'm going to say some stuff on the Wrestling Around Now podcast. But I wanted to do something solo real quick. So I appreciate each and every one of y'all. I love y'all. And I'll talk to you soon. So long, everybody.